Hey everybody, and welcome to the Amateur Philosophers Club, where two of your friendly neighborhood priests dive into some of the bigger questions in life and the broader concepts and 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 deeper ideas because because we believe, just as Socrates believed, that the unexamined life is not worth living. My name is Father Richard Stonia, and I'm here with Father Denise Williamson. And today we are diving into the topic, the virtue of justice. But before we look at justice, Father Denise, how are you? Good, Father Richard. Very well, and you? What's happening? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Did you? How did you find this chapter on justice? Um, I felt, to be honest, it was a bit like abstract and difficult. Um, yeah. So, and a bit dry. A bit, yeah. Thanks a for bit saying dry. that. Yeah. A bit dry, <laughs> which is a pity because justice is a, is a really cool topic. Justice is a cool topic, and it's a it's a relevant topic, right? I mean. Um, no justice, no peace. Exactly, and we've now got. And it doesn't matter when you record warriors. this because we we can say this because we know that it will apply to <laughs> any age and any situation, right? Because there's always problems of injustice. There's always problems of injustice, and and uh, injustice cries out for um, for restitution. For, yeah. And if you what is it? How is that saying? If you want peace, work for justice. True story, man. And now we have we have warriors for justice, at least for social justice. But uh, that's something we can we can look into, and yeah, lots yeah. of and the, and it's one of the um, even justice in the most brute forms considered as like revenge. Uh, you know, I want my justice. Mm. It's often a common it's a common um, theme in movies and things, and in all even oh, in it classic. Makes, it makes classic for great stories. plots. Come yeah. on, yeah, big time. Brave arts. Yeah, actually, yeah, I didn't think of Braveheart, but that's true. That's why he gets involved in the fights. And then he does it for, for justice for Scotland as well, but also for personal... personal. His wife. Yeah. Uh, even The Revenant, there's a nice nice story about um, about f- seeking revenge, seeking justice for something that was taken from him. Anyway, there's, there's loads of them. Uh, it's often it's often in... in um, and w- when we find something like that in, in the human culture, you know, that... that, at, that I was going to say at traverses. I don't think that's an English word, is it? <laughs> traverses. That traverses. There we go. That traverses across centuries. Then we find something probably that's deeply human, right? Mm. If we find stories about it in ancient Greece and in, in Rome and in current day, it's like, oh, wait, this is touching on something deeply human. And that is that we sense and we sense injustice and we desire justice. Totally. And in fact, uh, just to back that up, I can remember hearing a few years ago that at Harvard or Yale, or one of the Ivy League universities in the States, there was a professor who gave a course entitled Justice. Oh, yeah? And it was one of the most popular courses at the university. Like, oh. every undergrad wanted to go onto this course. And it was all about justice. And you would pose all of these these cases and problems. Um, oh, right. Anyway, I can't remember the name. But but that's a sign, right? That justice is a perennial and deeply human... Human theme. Theme. Yeah. And we... I think... We sometimes we sometimes do it injustice by limiting it just to the legal fact, right? And look, I mean, this is also why things like legal law shows and things like that are always like interesting, you know, and it always it intrigues people. Um, but I think often if you say to someone now, unless you add the unless you add some kind of qualifier, if you just speak about justice, the first thing that people will think about, I think, is is the law, right? Is mm. is legal justice, jail time, courts, um, things like that. But right. obviously, it's deeper than that because it relates to, it relates to the human, the human person, and in fact, it's a virtue. So this is this is wait, kind wait, of wait. virtue. What's that again? Oh yeah. So so let's Situ- situate us again here. What are we doing? Situate ourselves in our in our podcast. So so we're talking about about man, about anthropology, who man and is. women, right? 
just for the people who don't like us using that term all the time. <laughs> we mean man in the inclusive sense, as in the human race, the human species. Yeah, sorry, man. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, uh, man is. Uh, it's just the English term for for mankind. Uh, and I think anyone with goodwill understands that. So <laughs> we're speaking about man as in the human person, the rational animal, which is which is man. And we're talking about his his perfection and how how he tends to his fulfillment. And we've spoken about all the aspects of how he knows, how he wills, how his his emotions and his passions tend to control him. But he finds his fulfillment in properly ordering them and that he is the one who controls um, himself towards his proper end. And we we discovered that those those habits that man acquires that or that man can acquire to properly order his his appetites and his faculties towards his proper end are what we call the virtues. Was awesome. that a, was that a fair summary? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so the virtues, and then the last episode we looked at a couple, right? Yeah, uh, we spoke about the moral virtues, which have more to do with um, me as an individual and how I properly control my uh my appetites okay prudence temperance and fortitude yeah okay so that's interesting so you we group those together because those those virtues um strengthen and dispose our our appetites but in relation to the into our own goods so like ordering my food appetites um towards my my fulfillment exactly like moderating my other appetites um Mm -hmm. Uh, rightly ordering my fear, the, my emotions of fear mm-hmm. and daring and so yeah. forth, and and the habit of of choosing wisely and rightly the best course of action yeah. in relation to myself. Yeah. But today, so we're situating justice in this fact that well, we're not just individuals isolated from one another, but we are actually social beings. Yeah. And from that arise relations. Yeah. So there we go. So man is man is not so much. Uh, man is not just an individual, right, who needs to perfect himself. But part of his nature, something natural in man, is that he exists in relation with other people. Now, that's a really interesting point. I think it's worth dwelling on. Let's let's unpack that for a bit, because today we live in a society which, may, which although it may not explicitly deny that, at least practically mm-hmm. lives as if that were not true. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, there's, uh, there's, I a, mean, there's, a, there's a strong individualism. Yeah, that's right? the word there. So people tend to to the to the perfection or tend to their own personal fulfillment, fulfillment or wanting their to be able to do whatever they like, uh, et cetera, et cetera, to the exclusion of others, or at least only tolerating them as perhaps a necessary evil or <laughs> or some good for my for my own fulfillment. Um, but when we start speaking about the broader community and the political community and things like that, they are often I think perceived as just necessary evils and not something that is actually part of man's nature. But what we're saying and what what the the ancients say and what Thomas says is that the that no, our our fa- the fact of that we are in relation with others is actually part of our nature. Wow. Yeah, I, I think you put it brilliantly. I couldn't agree more. If you had to ask me like what's the what's the ideal for a person today? It would be something like look st- uh Get to a point where you can study what you want or mm-hmm. choose the career path that you desire mm-hmm. so that you can make enough money to satisfy your needs as well as your particular hobbies so that I can, let's say, get a Spotify account so I can listen to the kind of music that I like. I can get by the, the clothes that I like. Um, and things like maybe getting a family or being in a relation are good insofar as they help me 
right? To yeah. find that fullness and that happiness yeah. that, that I want. So it's yeah. all geared to finding your own mm. happiness and whatever your happiness mm. is, we don't care. But I don't know. That's mm. how I feel our society yeah. acts. And that's, that's, I think it's a fair critique. But I would also sort of, I would add there that even if your desires are properly ordered, right? So you realize what, what goods are, you've got a proper hierarchy of goods for your individual fulfillment um, that you realize, no, um, uh, whatever, that you're, that you're a virtuous person in terms of, of the decisions you make, in terms of your control of yourself, in terms of, of what you can overcome to, to achieve what is good. There's, there's a fundamental aspect that's still, that's still missing. And that's the proper, the making sure that your relations with other people are right. And we, yeah. I mean, literally, from the first moment of our, of our existence, we exist in relation. Okay. And not just relation, like, uh, this is another topic, right? So, um, but Aristotle says that everything, um, one, of the, one of the accidents, one of the sort of properties or attributes of anything is that it exists in relation to other things, right? Um, but it's distinct in the, in, well, one of the, something we can distinguish in the human person is that I exist in, always in relation, in relationship, right? In relationship to another human person. And that's, that's obviously true even from the moment of my existence that I can't, that I come into being from others. And then even during gestation, etc. Et and for most of my infancy, for most of, right up until really, um, uh, my teen years, at least, I'm completely dependent on others. On others. And that, I think, like, it may sound obvious, but we need to reiterate that because mm. it shatters the myth of the of the individualism in our mm. culture, which, you know, you were saying makes you think that, look, I'm just this lone unit and I'm here in the world mm. to try and find my happiness. Yeah, but but I, it's, it's not true because, no. as you pointed out, like, nobody chose to come into this world. Yeah. Our very, like, our very existence, our very life is actually the choice or mm. the result of the choice of others. Of others. And that's amazing. That is amazing. About, in fact, even our names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned that. That's an interesting We point. don't choose our names. Our names are given to us. They're given, yeah. So I carry in myself, in my very identity, mm. which my name signifies, what you've, a relation. A relation, yeah. That is like, very interesting. It's like... And that's what I think we're trying to highlight is that the fact of relationship, although we might um, acknowledge it, but the fact of it is actually part of our our nature, that we are beings in relationship. And so if I want to reach beatitude or happiness, which is the goal of the moral life, mm -hmm. I have to take into account this facet of my being. Mm. If I want to reach fulfillment, I have to be live my relate the truth of myself to the full. And part of that truth is that I'm a being in relation. And so yeah. others come into the picture. There's no such thing as a private happiness or mm. like an isolated happiness. Mm. But my happiness or the quest for my happiness is somehow bound up in the way I live these relationships which are a constitutive part of, of your my nature. being. Yeah. And this is what Aristotle says, right? And, mm. and about man being a... Because he doesn't just end by saying that man is a rational animal, right? He goes further than that, doesn't he? He says, yeah, so man's a rational animal, we see, because of his reason. But he's also a social and political animal, which is a really cool phrase, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe at first glance you would think, oh, that means that he... He's a crafty that, politician. And that's why it's just so natural for us to be, like, interested in politics. It's, it's, but it's mm. a bit deeper than that. <laughs> but Aristotle, is, he's just putting in a more succinct way what mm. we've just described now, yeah. that it belongs to our nature to be social... I mean, think about it. Mm -hmm. There is no moment in our lives when we are not part of some community. 
Yeah. Whether it's the family we grow up in. So so that's almost like the foundational and the most natural community. The family. Is the family. It's a natural community, mm. we can say. Okay, Those are our first um, relations and mm. relationships with other people. And that's the uh, yeah most foundational, most fundamental building block of... Uh, and most most foundational society, shall we say, is the family, correct? Right. Cool. But also, even when we, let's say, grow up and leave our, our family, mm. uh, we're still always in some kind of community, mm. whether it's a community of friends, mm-hmm. of another family that we start, a company that we work in, yeah. a club that we, that we, that we join because mm-hmm. of shared interest, or a group of friends, yeah. or even the broader community as a whole, like that you're in one suburb or one city, mm. one state, yeah. one's province, one's country. And some of those some of those are more natural than others, right? Some are created because we have, as you say, like shared interests for some common goal or, or um, common end we want to achieve. But some are just natural in themselves. And I think people can understand how, okay, the family is a natural community. But what Aristotle is saying is that, in fact, even the being part of the the, the city, right? The polis, yeah. being part of the community, that is a natural community. That the family also exists within a community, um, and that's a natural relationship that I that I automatically. It doesn't take priority over the family, obviously, but I I by my nature I exist in a community in even broader than my own family. So you can so you can choose to yeah. So you you can choose to join. I don't know, like the the. The, the paper aeroplane folding club because that's your hobby. Yeah. Okay. Now that's not a natural community. That's a community that's being created by mm. people who share this interest. Awesome. But being a part of the city or like the political community of society mm-hmm. is not like being a choosing to be part of the paper aeroplane folding yeah. committee club because you belong to society mm-hmm. in the same way that you belong to your family. And that's the that's the really interesting point that Aristotle makes that it's in, political in society way. exists by by nature. And because of that, the authority mm. that is found in society, so what we call the state or the government or the civil authority, also exists by nature. That's because, interesting. Yeah. Because, but the, but the yeah. family has priority, right? The fam- because it's the first. Okay. No. But again, the family has also the authority, mom and dad. They're, they're the head, right? Mm-hmm. They, they're the ones who make the decisions mm-hmm. and, and, and so on. And in the same way, in the political family which is society, hmm. there is also a head by the, nature, and that's what we call the civil authority. And so government or civil authority is not a creation on our part, hmm. like a necessary evil or like a concession we have to make so that we, we can all get along, hmm. but oh, it, would be, it would be so much better if there were no government. Yeah. We could all just do our own thing. Social contract. The social, well, that's at the base of the social contract. Hmm. Like We give up our private rights hmm. and entitlements for the sake of the whole, and we constitute and we vest... Hmm. Uh, power in this organ which we call the state but aristotle says that no 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 the state or the or the civil authority exists by nature and it's a good thing mm. interesting okay maybe and, in and history it hasn't played out like that but yeah. by nature at least it's good yeah and and we see that on the most basic even primitive levels right there's the the individual in a family in a village mm. it's like there's the there's the basic kind of human human society it takes a village and exactly to raise a child but that those relations even between me and my family and my family and the village and me and the village those have to be properly ordered right so even though they those are both natural relations they themselves have to be properly ordered and they they each have their their proper priority but what we want to look at more specifically in this in this um episode is 
the relation of then what is how to rightly order the relation that the individual has to those groups like what what um the sort of the link if i'm by nature i am linked i'm in in uh, there's a relationship between me and these various groups in different ways um and in different uh, in different mm-hmm. sort of on different levels but to get those those relationships properly ordered, that's part of what what will make us fully human. Fully human. And that's an important <clears throat> thing we have to consider because it, like if it's true that we are relational by nature, mm. then it means that our actions can never just be private or individual, but are always, let's say, always have repercussions on the wider community. Yeah, that's something we mentioned in the last episode, mm. how mm. Um, even our most private actions... Are, have a social impact. Impact. What do what do we mean by that? <laughs> well, we just mean that it's. I think we've explained it now, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're relational by nature, um, and we always, wherever we find ourselves, live are in some community. Mm-hmm. Um, our acts will have an influence on other people, yeah. if not directly, like in my actual how I treat someone else. Even in how I treat myself, that is then changing the quality of person I am in my relations with other people. 100%, yeah. Um, and so it has this impact on on the societies. And look, I think we're in a good position to say it now. This is all what justice is about. You mm. said we want to find how to rightly order our relations yeah. with people because this is part of who we are as human beings. Well, mm. the virtue of doing that is justice. Yeah. That's what justice is. Yeah. Justice is the virtue that enab- that gives us the constant uh, and let's say perpetual will to be in right relation with others. Mm. Yeah, let's unpack that. Yeah, mm. let let's unpack that because that's that's um, yeah. There's a lot there, and j- just to kind of again situate us, I think it's helpful. It's like okay, so the fulfillment of the human person is him becoming is the virtues are the is how he um, properly orders and directs all of his his faculties and desires. One of the natural things about the human person is his relationship with others. This um, has import on his faculty of the will. That is the things, the choices he makes with regards to to other people. Now, the virtue that properly orders um, his these relations to other people is the virtue of justice. Right. Is there something I missed out there? No, I like it, yeah. Okay. And now, also just to help us see that this is a natural, this is, um, well, at least, yeah, this is... Th- that this is a, a natural situation. Um, doesn't Aristotle also speak about the the relationship of the even in nature of the of the part to the whole? Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Um, he he uses he brings this up to demonstrate that um, the authority that is found in human communities is not something foreign or artificial, but belongs to the very nature of a community. So, like what we we're saying earlier, like mm-hmm. government or civil authority is not a necessary evil but it's actually there by nature and therefore good. Mm. And Aristotle po- says this because he points out that in every whole that we see in nature, okay, a whole being a group, let's say, with a, consisting of parts that work towards the mm. good. So like the human body is a whole, yeah. which has organs and limbs and different parts. When In every whole that's in nature, you always find some principle of organization mm-hmm. in which there is some principle that directs the others towards the good of the whole. So, like, what does that mean? Take the human body, for example. You've got these different organs and limbs, and what's the good of the body? Well, it's obviously health. What is the principle that directs all these things? Well, it's the brain. Hmm. Okay, the brain controls everything, yeah. right? 
So the brain is like the head of the body. Well, it's in the head, okay? <laughs> um, and so, well, a society is kind of like a, like an organization. It's like a body. Like we even speak of like a body corporate. In fact, the very word corporation... Comes from corpus. Comes from the Latin corpus, which means body. Mm. Okay, so we see the analogy clearly. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, it, it's not surprising that even in human... Um, organizations mm. again another word that's connected with the body the organization <laughs> yeah, right true, organs yeah. uh, it's not surprising that in in human communities and organizations we also find that same uh, idea that there's some principle which mm. is there to govern and direct the parts towards the good of the whole yeah and that principle in society we just call the civil authority the civil authority at least that's their that's their role that's their duty that's that what is they're their supposed role to do. In, and their duty yeah not and that they do it all the time, but, yeah, yeah, but the in problem, theory, uh, that's what they're theory. supposed to do. So that's interesting because, and there's a couple of things that, that follow on from if, if that analogy f- follows, right? The one is that um, holes are made up of parts, that the different parts have different roles within the whole, and the different parts have relationships to the whole, and, and that there's an other. organ, and to each other, and that there's an organizing principle which guides the all of the parts towards the, the good of the of the whole. Yes. Um and those are all; those would all carry on by analogy into into the human, the human into our social relations as parts to a whole. The Correct. whole being the community. So, society through so the community we're considering, whether it's the family, political society, whatever, is the whole. Mm-hmm. Um, the good of that society is the good that is shared among us: our family life, our common life in society, and the goods mm. that flow from it. Yeah. Um, each of us are the different parts that belong there. And that the organizing principle is the authority, whether it's mom and dad or the head of the of the company or the the, the, the government. Interesting. So even hierarchy is a natural thing. Thank you. So basically, <laughs> we spent a long time just trying to arrive <laughs> trying to at that, that simple set. So hierarchy is is natural. Is natural. Interesting. Uh, it has for it to be prop. It has to be properly ordered, like like anything else, right? And the I mean, it follows on from everything else we've been saying about about the 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 link between all natural things and and the human person is they are related by analogy. But the difference in the human person is that he has free will. And that's why you can find, okay, we need hierarchy to guide the the whole to its proper end, but that hierarchy can be misguided and can misdirect. And that's so important, right? That's so important because we see, right, that why is there the hierarchy? Why is there the authority Mm -hmm. to direct the parts to the good of the whole? Mm. The brain works so that the whole body can be healthy. The yeah. brain doesn't work for its own good so, th- so that only the brain can get oxygen and blood or whatever, mm. you know. They, mm. It's so that every part of the body can get the oxygen and the blood and, that the, the, you know, it, it sends the signals for the heart to keep pumping yeah. and so forth. Um, yeah. So the, th- the, the proper role of the authority is for the good of the whole organism. Mm. And that's where we see the problem, the perversion of authority mm. when it starts to seek its own good. But and you can understand then why people react against the hierarchy. Yeah. And they think that the hierarchy is evil because they see the abuses on the yep. part of authority. Because you get evil hierarchies, but the problem is not hierarchy in itself. Hierarchy is exactly. a natural, exactly is, is a natural good that we need for our own fulfillment Absolutely. as individuals and as society. Now, the danger and the thing that we've got to keep like holding in tension. Um, I always lift up my arms when I, I say that, even though I know no one can see me. Um, <laughs> of holding two things in tension, but of holding two things in tension is not only is the the good of the whole. Right, but in nature, uh, we might find that the the parts can be sacrificed for the good of the whole. But in the human community, we have a whole, the good of which the is the is the 
is the proper end of of the authority is what the authority th- seeks but because the parts even though they are in different places in the hierarchy and have different roles in the in the yeah. in the body in the whole they are each in of themselves of infinite value because the parts are persons the parts are persons and what we said about the fact that the soul of the human person like going back a couple episodes but because um each individual person has something in them that is eternal suddenly there is something more valuable in the individual that transcends the that very trans- society yeah. that transcends the very society of which it's a part yeah which and is why is you can't the- sacrifice um the individuals for the sake of the whole but that but you still need the whole you still need the the that's a, such a great point the yeah. entirety for the good of all of those so the analogy the, the body analogy works but only up to certain points mm. like if you get gangrene you can amputate your toe yeah for the sake of the body for the sake of the body and that mm. would be a good and prudent mm. Yeah, a just decision. Yeah. Okay, but for the good of society, you can't, I don't know, eliminate a portion of the population because okay. of the nature because of their parts. Let's say because they disagree with the government or whatever. Yeah. Right. The genocide. Yeah. Why? Because well, they're not toes. Yeah. Okay. Because they're they're persons of mm. dignity. So there is that tension, mm. and that's why it's so hard mm. uh, uh, and such a fine balance to to get mm. society right. But, but because, it, because it, and it comes down to man's to this paradoxical nature of man, yeah. right? As being, as being an embodied spirit, yeah. As being this union of spirit and matter. That's what I wanted to say, and it's almost it's helpful that we only get to justice now, right? Mm. <laughs> like often, this is this is this is what everyone likes to talk about around the 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 dinner table is politics and things like that, you know, and how the government should be running and things like that, which which is absolutely fine. But what's interesting is in how the book has led us and how the classical trying to get to speak about politics and justice and things like that is first you have to understand the nature of what makes up the community. What is that human person? What is his worth? Anthropology comes before sociology. Absolutely. Because if we don't understand that uh, talking about human dignity is not just something we feel because of our our common relations with persons, like we have an emotional attachment to the, the, the human next to us, is but by looking at what the human person is, we notice that they have something in them that transcends, um, uh, that transcends something in them that lasts even beyond death, and that's the spiritual soul that we spoke about in other other episodes. So anthropology has got to come before you got to get a sound anthropology if you want to have a sound um, politic and and, and ethics. And too. you've got to have a sound ethics. Yeah. What is yeah. then? So what is man and what is his proper end? Come before thinking about okay, how does this proper end work in in the community, and how does the community work for this proper end? So maybe we actually should have said that at the beginning of this episode to respect the order <laughs> instead of putting it Touché. in now. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah, people that, get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> forgive okay. us. So now, now we come. Um, so we we've said okay, we're speaking about justice. Justice is what rightly orders then these relations with with other people that I have by nature. And let's give let's let's give a good definition now. Okay, go. Oh, I was going to ask you, Dan, you got me no, there. You're, you're the man for definitions, right? This is this is the deal. What, what does Thomas say that justice okay. is? Okay, classic, awesome definition of justice in the inimitable way that St. Thomas has of just putting things concisely and without mm-hmm. uh, excess words. Justice is the habit of rendering to each his due. Justice is the habit of rendering, rendering to, to each his, his due. due. So it's being habitually disposed to giving to what to giving what belongs to each person right. that right to giving each person what is his, what is this what, what is, is rightfully due, what, is, what is due to them what is due to them well let's unpack that then what is due 
to them. So there's two things in the definition there. There is the fact that there is an alterity, there's an otherness. Yeah. And there we see immediately how justice is connected to our to our relations. Yeah. So it's about giving to others. Yeah. So not about ourselves yet. Yeah. But the, and that's a really interesting point. Mm. So there are, there are two points there in the definition. The first is the reference to the other, the to other. alterity, mm. justice is rendering to the other. Yeah. And then the second is what is due. Let's mm. look at the first. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because it shows us that justice is not primarily concerned with getting what is owed to me, yeah. but it's concerned with me giving to others mm. what is due to them. Mm. So the focus immediately is off me, but yeah. on others. Yeah. And I think that's worth pausing and reflecting on because, I don't know, by default, we think, uh, we think justice, oh, justice is getting about, what is mine. <laughs> like, what, what, I have a right to, you know? Yeah. Like, these guys are being unjust, yeah. you know? Um, justice isn't being dealt to me. I don't deserve that, or I do deserve that. Uh, I've earned it. Now, those are parts of justice, but that's not the, that's not the first natural... Because uh, because of because it's ordering our relationship to others. Totally. It's talking about See, like, giving I, 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 the, I the good to others. I suspect that like today in our postmodern society, when we think of justice, the virtue we may think, oh yeah, that's the virtue of knowing what is owed to me. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> which is so revealing of our mater- individualistic, like self-centered yeah. culture. But Whereas no, no. Thomas says to each one, what is his due? Yeah. So it's about oh no, the virtue that perfects me is actually about knowing and giving. What is right and due to others? Hmm. Anyway, so that's the first part, the alterity. The second then is to render to the other what is his due. Okay. What what is owed to them, and what is what is the due to another? Well, simply that to which they have a right. Okay. So, uh, each person is owed that to which they have a right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and justice helps us is the habit by which we. We constantly, we seek, perpetually we render, will that for others. Perpetually will that for others. What is rightfully theirs. Mm. Okay. How, let's try understand that. Like, how can we understand where, yeah, where do we go from there? What is then is each, what belongs to each person? What is, what is rightfully mine? What is rightfully his? Are we just talking here about mm. um, like one, if I've done a job, then I deserve a just wage or Certainly, are we talking about a, if someone's done a crime, then they deserve punishment. Absolutely. These are all these are all instances of justice. Okay. Um, when we speak about giving to people what is theirs, it's not just quantities like money and stuff, but it can even be things like respect. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Um, or courtesy. Yeah. Or so it's not it's not physical goods that we're only speaking of, although those are a part. But it's also yeah. let's say um, like spiritual hmm. goods, moral goods. Yeah. Things that belong to. That, that make up the goods that are found in society. Okay, and do you think that starts by recognizing the, the nature and therefore the dignity of the other? Okay. Because that's where, that's where you get the most primary things that are owed to them. Because if I recognize in the other that, there's a, there's a, that they've got a dignity, um, that they are They're more like valuable me. than They're the whole society, mm. and then how I treat them, um, what, I th- what, what I think is owed to them, is those are things to do with justice, right? So, for example, respect for life. Respect, exactly. So, I don't just, oh, that person is, um, they're, we, a, bur- we don't like they're a burden on the system. Yeah. I, well, they're it, going beyond, out. beyond just personal things, but it's like, okay, this is not good for the whole system. It's better to get rid of them. It's like, no, hang on, that's not proper justice because you're just thinking about the system and not the ind- individual. Correct. Yeah. Right. But, okay, so justice is these, what is owed to people, would you say, starting with, with, uh, 
in terms of their, their human dignity. Their human dignity. Absolutely. That's a great starting point. Um, and there we see that it's it's more than just like physical goods or money when mm. we talk about justice. But even what about things like um, everybody's right to having a good reputation? Yeah, that's interesting, hey? So we, you, let's get into that a bit yeah. later. But these, we're just throwing the, a yeah, few the, examples these are, these are the kinds of things that that someone has a right to because just because they're human, for example. So, so to, yeah, to a right to life, mm-hmm. respect, a good reputation. What about access to the common goods in a society? Yeah, fair so enough. So, for example, the opportunities that that yeah. that different societies afford. And this, I mean, when a when a when a society outlines a bill of rights, that's what they're trying to codify, isn't it? In a way, yeah, yeah, it is. It's that's, trying to it's trying to positify, if mm. that's a word, <laughs> or codify. Yeah. Yeah, what is owed? What is just? Mm. And from there, we could. That's why it's almost like a society needs that first. It's like, okay, well, we, we know. Okay, no, these things can be known by nature, but having that codified can be helpful. It's like, no, the first thing that that I that I am owed is is my life. Like that can't just take it, be taken away from me. That's like my f- the first possession that I have, mm. and so that it's not. Um, it cannot just be dis- disposed of. In fact. Um, I'm owed that it kind of be taken care of, right? So that if someone is 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 dying on the street out of justice, they deserve some kind of help that their life be preserved. Oh. Even out of justice, yeah, here's an interesting one, right? Um, uh, we are just throwing out things at the moment. It's not very well mm-hmm. organized, but even out of justice, you need to stop someone who's trying to commit suicide. Okay. Why, right? So someone who who has um, someone might say, "Well, you got to respect their freedom. If someone wants to commit suicide, they've got to commit suicide." But, but you'd never give like what's the example in the book? You'd never give a loaded revolver. Let's say you find a guy, uh, a guy's gun, a lo- but he's drunk. You yeah. never give his gun back to him when he was he's like, drunk. No, no, that's my gun. Oh, I, I owe it to him. I have to. No, no, no. It's his. Yeah, that would be that would be unjust. It wouldn't be. Yeah. Mm. So that's isn't that similar to the suicide? It is example? similar to the suicide. But just the thing I want to, it might. Yeah. I th- but I think it also metaphysically holds up if you say the first thing that the person has, and therefore the first thing they have a right to is their life to be taken care of, even if they even if, so the their will comes after their 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 being, right? Gotcha. So the fact so the that freedom, they have a life. Yeah. So the freedom is a secondary good to life. To to life itself. So even if their their freedom wants to get rid of their life the society has a duty to preserve their life okay well okay so we are we're just throwing out things and there's lots of examples there but just to get an idea oh justice fits in all of these kind of relationships in in preserving um uh or rendering what what is due to each person right um but now let's let's try to divide that up as just as as saint thomas divides it up because then I, mm. that's a helpful way to kind of understand justice in its different yeah saint thomas has a has a pretty cool s- schema which we can follow um so if you remember the analogy of the body yeah. with the whole and part um think of it this way we can look at our relations with society as a whole so as individuals to society and mm-hmm. that would be the relation of part to whole. Yeah. And when we're saying society here, we mean all, we mean, like, for example, the family. The family is one society. So we, in, this, in this perspective, we're considering the duty we have to the greater community. I see. Whether that community be our family, the company, our club, our, your parish community, or even the political yeah. community. Yeah. So the obligations that arise from our relation to the community as a whole. Mm. So, 
So again, if we want to render what is theirs to them, what is what belongs to the community from us, almost like what they re- what they rightfully require of us to and by the fact of us belonging to that community and what we rightfully need to render to them. That's justice Correct. in this 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 relationship of the part, the part to, to the whole. whole. And that would I think encompass things like um so what being a good citizen so obeying the law you know following the rules of the road not yeah. just doing one's own thing um being just maybe even yeah what about piety towards or patriotism towards one's country respect to one's parents um yeah uh, honoring one's mother and father things like that yeah um so basically i i can we, we could say um following the law in that sense the that, yeah. would, that would be this first kind of justice, mm. right? The obligation that we have. And for this reason, it's called uh, technically legal justice. Okay. So what I need to, is that kind of like what I need to do for the for the community? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it's interesting to think about that in terms of justice. It's not just like, okay, i got to try and not get caught. <laughs> or I hope no one sees me going over the speed yeah, limit. If, or, if, if no one catches me, I'm okay. Then it's fine, yeah. But it's like, mm-hmm. no, hang on. If you want... If you want a properly ordered society, um, a society that helps you and others reach the fullness of their, uh, reach their fulfillment, you one of the things that you owe to that society, for example, is to obey the 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 just positive laws. Right. Okay. What about something like participating in the common life, like voting or or being active in the in the political life? Would that be a part of general justice or of of legal justice? In other words, does that arise from the obligation we have to society as a whole? To the, I think so. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I think that those those sorts of obligations arise from that, almost what we what we owe to the society. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, it's interesting that you put in there, like, things like, also, we owe respect to our parents, right? I, I, this, I suppose, it brings in that, that factor of what we were talking about, about the natural hierarchies and the natural mm-hmm. authorities it's like okay if the authority to to help the authority reach its end i owe it um respect and loyalty respect and loyalty and obedience and obedience right again not being an idiot and not not we don't have to stand for unjust societies right those can be corrected but the natural naturally what is due to them is is allowing them to lead us for the good right. of the society. Exactly, because even if that it were a just authority, without obedience and loyalty and respect, it wouldn't be able to f- fulfill its function yeah. of guiding the whole to the common good. Yeah, and it's it's got an important um, aspect there in terms of, um, I don't know if scandal is the right word here, right? But if I start disobeying disobeying the civil law and other people see me disobeying the civil law, it kind of promotes disobedience towards the civil law. And what that ends up doing is creating a, a lawless society, which obviously won't reach the common good or the good for even the individuals within it. There's a good example of how our acts are never private. Yeah. No, good, good, very good. Social point. repercussion of our Social acts. repercussion. Okay, so so legal justice okay. or general justice is part the, to whole. What the part owes to, to the whole. So, And then obviously we can look at it now from whole the other way around. So the whole to part. So the the obligation that society as a whole whether the family or political, um, has to the individual. Has to the individual. Yeah. Okay. So they something also has to be rendered to the individual from the from the whole. It's a it's a the relationship works totally. both ways. So like in a family, like for example, if the if the pair if the mother has a favorite kid and she's always 
you know, doting on him and, and giving him gifts and like ne- totally neglects the other kid. Mm. Like that's unjust. Yeah, that's unjust. Why? Because those children deserve equally the same love from the parents. Yeah. And it's all, I mean, this is more of a, like an obvious one, but it's like when a parent neglects a child. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When okay. doesn't take care of them or lets them, uh, doesn't take care of their, their health, their education, things like that, right? That neglect is a lack of justice towards that child. They're not because giving them child, what is their due. That child is owed something mm. and from it, the family, namely care, nutrition, life, warmth, mm-hmm. lo- and most importantly, love. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, no, injustice, I, I owe this to the child. Yeah. The child requires this and it can only get this from me, from its primary its primary community, which is the family. Mm-hmm. And the same thing applies then to the political community, right? Mm. Like in a society as a whole that people deserve equal opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, why, it's why a society that, um, that doesn't allow people equal opportunities based on arbitrary things is an unjust society. Like, for example, what happened in South Africa with yeah. race. Yeah, so it's like, okay, just because of your race, you're not allowed to work there, you're not allowed to walk there, you're not allowed to, you Live don't have here. a right to that. Yeah. So that's, that would be unjust because the, the goods of the community are being unevenly distributed shall we say. Mm. Unevenly. Um, uh, let's be more precise. Yeah. Uh, it's not that they're being unevenly distributed, but they're not being distributed mm. justly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's a good it's a good distinction there, right? Because I think some of our, our listeners will be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, collectivism, like um, almost like with the sort of like socialist background kind of saying, yeah, everyone needs to be, everyone needs to get the same thing. There's got exactly. to be that. So divide the GDP equality. of South Africa into 55 million different parts. And then that's and that what will be, that's, we will achieve justice. And that's justice. No, this is not this kind of justice. Why is that you know? not justice? Because. Be- because I think when someone's yeah. attracted to that, they think they recognize the the lack of. This kind of justice. Of, of proper, of people receiving the basics or people, um, some people getting a lot and, and some people getting a little and it being kind of arbitrary, right? Or some people being denied the, the very, the, the basics that they need to survive and then to thrive. And it's like, well, then it would make much more sense if we just divided all of the, the capital into, into however many equal, parts yeah. exist. Why, is, why would that not be a proper response to the injustice that is recognized? Because ultimately... It's not a question of of quantitative equality, but it's a question of proportionality. Because in certain people in the society, because of the position they occupy, the role that they play, Mm -hmm. deserve different kinds of goods than other people. Okay. So more is owed to them. So more is owed to them. Like, take the example of the family. Like, my my parents um, are owed respect. Mm -hmm. um, And it's, let's say, or going out to like a... uh, uh, like on a bigger plane, somebody higher up in society is owed more respect than somebody, let's say, lower down. Like, yeah. I don't know, I put on a tie when I go see the president, but I don't put on a tie when I go, I don't know, see like the, the mayor or something. You don't put on a tie. You're a priest. Okay. <laughs> I wear the collar all the time, regardless whether it's the president or or, or the pope. <laughs> okay. But you know what I'm saying? I didn't know exactly what um, you're saying. Yeah. Um, and we could have, we here's another example, for example. Um, like a... You could say um, that, and just even different people's roles in society, right? If someone has a, a wider or a more important or a more productive role in society, that they they are owed more from the society. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where the where the where this where the proper um, uh, 
let's say distribution from the community to the to each of the parts has to do with has to do with the nature of each person right? right so not and so where the proportion will change will will depend on their role within the society as well as their contribution towards the society so everybody in society is owed the good the common goods like peace justice yeah. equal opportunity mm. um and so forth and but, also the things that they deserve by nature right life family being able food um and let's say does society also owe them education health safety I, I, that's a that's a diff- those last ones are difficult ones i don't know i certainly would agree with the first ones like health and safety and stuff but mm. i would certainly say the opportunity to have education and things like that yeah. but i don't know if if it belongs to society as such to provide that for everyone mm. i don't know um but at least everybody is owed those kinds of goods mm. okay but that's different to say now that everybody's owed an equal share yeah. of let's say of wealth of wealth yeah which is the first thing we think of when we think of this kind of, of justice. Course, yeah. That's not that's not true. Mm. Because what is what is owed is the opportunity to 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 mm. to make that to make yeah to make. But that. the wealth the wealth that we that we think of comes through people's productivity mm. and ingenuity. Absolutely, and that w- and it would be wrong to ignore that because that's what you're doing if you're trying to distribute everything equally. Hundred percent. And if we yeah. say okay, the fulfillment of the human human person is to become virtuous. He needs yeah. the opportunities to become virtuous. But if I just if I just give him, um, if I give just handouts that he ha- that he doesn't deserve by nature, then that's actually not going to help him become a fulfilled human person and become virtuous. Um, so the opportunities, yes, the basics, yes, the the this is what society owes to to the individuals is not to neglect them. Um, and to give them what is their due. What this is, is the due? justice that they owe them. And this part of justice, um, is called distributive justice that is what's distributed what according to uh, distributed the fairly. nature and the proportion of each part um is from the whole to the part so yeah i think sullivan uses a good example in the book just to help us here and that's the that's the case of a judge who um treats people differently yeah. uh, let's say he's more lenient on one person because he's his friend or because he's higher up oh uh, that's interesting yeah so their justice yeah. is not being it's not being properly out. distributed it's not being properly distributed right yeah. because there's respect of persons mm. going on and that would be an unjust distribution totally, saying yeah. like no you deserve less or you deserve more based on something like that which is yeah. is not determined in this case so the first one we spoke about the part what the part owes to the whole that's he call he calls that legal justice, legal justice right justice, yeah. but re- the reason we didn't uh, name it straight away was it then it just sounds like the law obviously the law is part of that but it's what the part owes to the whole what the person owes to the family what the person owes to society the whole to the part is what society owes to um the the individual and that's distributive justice now there's another kind of justice which is what the part owes to to the other parts, like the relationship of the part to part. So we've been knocking off all the possibilities, yeah. right? Part to whole, then whole to part, and now part to part. Part to part. Okay, give what, and this is called commutative, did I pronounce that right? Commutative justice. Um, give us some examples. What's what's part to part justice? So this is the relations of individual to individual, or even of um, small communities with small communities. And that's essentially like transactional justice, if okay. you will. So buying and selling, buying and selling, exchange of goods. Okay, is this where things like a fair wage and a fair price would come in? I think so, totally. Okay, this is about um, yeah, being just in 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 mm. transactions. I see. So if someone is someone has given me um X and X is worth um 
x is worth x, I need to make sure, well, let's say x is worth y, I need to make sure I give them y in exchange. That would be a case of commutes to justice, and it would be unjust to overcharge or undercharge. Yeah, okay, that's interesting, right? So all of those occasions where someone is, for example, like taking advantage of someone's situation to get more money out of them. So you're in a famine, and, <laughs> and you're a grocer. Yeah. Like, sweet, this is my time to cash in, right? Yeah. Going to mark up all the, all, all my prices. And that person might say, oh, it's my right to, it's my right, it's my right. <laughs> to make whatever prices I want. But mm-hmm. hang on, he's committing an injustice because he he also owes something to he owes something to those that he exchanges with. And that, Namely, that, that he sells it at a fair price. That that exchange be a just exchange. Right. And the same and as giving a just wage. Um and also not not undercharging, you know, but finding the the the, the just um a fair price and a fair wage. It's why Haggling is good in as much as it leads to a just price, not in as much as it just like, if I can get away with paying next to nothing, paying dirt cheap for something, yeah. Especially, yeah, if 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 I can see that that person, uh, uh, yeah, I I owe I owe something for what I for what I receive, um, and also in in terms of service and and things like that. Okay. So this summarizes kind of like a just a just exchange of good goods. When when there is exchange between people, that that what is given is is justly um, equated to what is what is received, and that it's the virtue of justice that that measures that. Right? It's the virtue of justice that says, "Hang on, you've given me too much change," and goes back and and restores it to the person. Right? Mm. And when there are, you can have like with any virtue, you can have um, excesses and defects. And, but when there is a defect of justice. To re- I have to restore what has been taken away. So in any of these these examples where either it's a it's a lack of justice of the part to the whole or the whole to the part or the part to the part, if there's been a lack of justice, there has to be restitution that has to be made for 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 the injustice. Now making sure, of course, that the restitution is just. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's that's necessary to write to try and write the, the wrongs. Now, to balance we, the scale, to balance the, the, the scales, scales of, of justice, justice. <laughs> yeah, totally. Now, um, b- before we wrap this up, there, there's a there's a few other topics that that fall under justice, especially individual justice, justice that I owe to to other people, right? Um, and for example, truth. This is really cool. Like telling the truth, not lying, is a part of justice, isn't it? Yeah, surprisingly so. Yeah, I mean, you think, well, what on earth does does truthfulness have to do with with justice? But it does. It's a part of justice because if justice is all about living in community and relation, mm-hmm. and if you think about it, truth fits in because we can't live in community without truth, because our relations are based on the assumption that others will tell the truth. Mm. Like imagine living in a in a yeah. community or a family where people lied all the time. Mm. They lied about the prices. They lied about the things they're buying and selling. They even lied to you about what they did. I mean, common life would be impossible. It would be impossible, yeah. So th- there are certain assumptions that our common life is based on. And one of them is... good th- is, is honesty. The, is honesty, yeah. And so truthfulness or honesty wow. falls under justice. Now, that doesn't mean that every person has the same right to every kind of knowledge, right? I don't owe you certain information about, about myself. But intentionally withholding or... Um, uh, or changing or lying about being dishonest about information that is due to you um, would be would, a, be, an would injustice. be a would be an injustice. Yep, it's a. Um, I mean, and we know how damaging lying is yeah. to the to the social fabric. Yeah, because it breaks down trust. Mm. 
uh, and, then, and that yeah. destroys community. And we see that in a simple level, even on the level of friendship. When you, well, I think we've all had friends that uh, after a while we've kind of discovered that they that they just tell stories, you know, and that just breaks the friendship. That it's just like, how can I trust this person exactly? Uh, whereas it's like, no, for for the proper relations, the just ordering of the relations between people, one of the things that that is owed one to one to the other is is the truth. The truth, yeah. So there's some uh, there's some other things that that also fit in here in terms of that sort of relationship. Yeah, but well, I mean, connected with with truth is and lying are things like defamation or calumny. We want to talk about oh, those. Yeah, yeah. Is so that what you were thinking of? Well, th- yeah. Let's go into that. So it's it's like okay, I'm also I also something that is mine is my good name. That belongs to that me. That belongs to me, and I have a right to because. If I, without a good name, I I don't have access to so many things in society. Yeah. Right. I need my good name to enter into business, to get loans, to uh, to even like I don't know, meet new people yeah, and, and start new friendships, yeah. be in relationships. So yeah. a good name is a right that I have. So someone can take away that right or not not give you what is yours. That is the you have the right to maintain a good name. Mm-hmm. How does one do this? Well, the first the first way of taking of of soiling someone's good name is through defamation which is to yeah. basically to spread um information about a person and their faults which may be true mm. but it's not right to spread yeah. okay so basically d- to defame somebody is to uh, yeah is to is to circulate their f- their, their their faults mm. unkind or unnecessary even truths about the person um, but that are unwarranted. Yeah, and that it's not actually, it's not up to you to, to spread, that you're actually taking away something that is theirs when you do that. You're committing an injustice. And the the same is obviously true and maybe more obviously true when what you're spreading is, is false or uh, that's something that you're, you, you're assuming that is not necessarily, Necessarily true. Maybe you've jumped to a conclusion. You, you've you've rashly, even just rashly jumping to a conclusion is actually a, a an, an, injustice. an injustice. And that would be in the first case calumny, and in the second, yeah. rash judgment. Yeah, it's like no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell lies about this people, this person, or spread untruths about them, or I'm gonna assume something to be true without without um without just no, knowing all cause, the facts, yeah. without knowing all the facts, without with assuming their motivation, why they're doing something, and then telling other people about it. I'm, that's an injustice I'm committing against that person for what is actually owed to them. And you know, like I think <laughs> we commit these the, these things without realizing it sometimes. And frequently. And yeah. frequently too, yeah. That's yeah. the point. I mean, think about gossip involves defamation sometimes. Totally. Maybe even, I don't know if it quite reaches calumny, but, mm. and calumny is more serious than defamation mm. because it's telling lies about mm. a person. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, re- and rest judgment. It's just we can be so quick to assume someone's motives and then to, and to speak spread what we think oh did you see so and so did that yeah, and it's, and like it's because an of x y and z and it's like hang on a sec that's an is, unfounded negative judgment on a person and it's not just it's not just well that's like mean or unkind or as long as they don't find out it's like no you're actually committing an injustice because you're taking away something that is owed to that person wow um i want to mention two more one is gratitude that i, I noticed in the chapter and i thought that's a really yeah. cool that's a cool one that actually um when someone gives us something gratuitously or someone supports us in some way or helps us that we that gratitude is actually owed to them that's interesting hey oh it's not an optional <laughs> it's not gratuitous <laughs> gratitude is owed. <laughs> is paradox it's owed. yeah paradox but alert injustice yeah. if someone does good for me it's recognizing that recognizing that good is actually it's an act of of justice that that's some way wow. of giving them what is owed what is owed to them actually someone 
should say thank you one day when when you do when you do a, a good deed. So if a good if turn. gratitude is owed to somebody who gives you some great good, mm-hmm. then the greatest gratitude must be owed in justice to the one who has given you the greatest good, like let's say your life. Yeah. Okay. So gratitude is actually part of religion then. Okay. That's interesting because Thomas and the and I mean even actually the the Aristotle as well, I think, the natural virtue of religion. It's like, okay, that we owe we owe injustice gratitude towards the towards the creator. Towards the creator, towards God. It's like and even Aristotle saw this. It's like, no, religion is a virtue that you actually owe something towards towards the one who has given you who has given you everything. And remember, by owing, we don't mean like, oh, my duty to go to mass and things like that. We yeah. mean, no, being in right relation with my creator. Yeah, yeah. And even worship and proper gratitude and things like that. That's actually a, a question of justice. Wow. And um, the same is true then also towards the, your family, right? Mm-hmm. Not neglecting my family, have, being in right relationship, um, uh, tending to those relationships, even if they're difficult. Like that's actually a question of justice because... Even just because of how much they have given me, right? So basically, like, the translation of that is, like, even though we're grown up now, we still have to call our mom every week. <laughs> out of gratitude, in, in, injustice. Of, injustice, yeah. Hey? That's a good, that's a, it's an interesting one. Okay, last one. Last <laughs> little example here. Um, again, this is an interesting one, that we, we owe people general kind of um, courtesy or friendliness, Right. Um, and what I just found interesting about this, it's like, okay, each person is, is owed a certain is courtesy for, a, the, for the whole to run well, for the, the common life to be good, for it to help other people reach their end. We actually owe people this injustice. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, uh, a virtue can, a vice can always be, um, can go to both sides, right? So you can either have excess or excess defect. Or defect. Yeah. And the, the defect of friendliness is obviously being very abrasive very quarrelsome always causing a fight always causing a scene always shouting at people the the word he uses is quarrelsome right <laughs> that that is actually a vice against justice interesting and the other and it's so a challenge it, just it's yeah. a challenge to to us who always say well no it's just my temperament it's just my character <laughs> i'm always know? in a bad mood i'm yeah. always fighting i'm ready to no, it's no, like, you overcome that yeah you can and you should for the in, injustice <laughs> What's interesting, and others might 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 suffer on this side, right? The the vice excess. by excess in terms of friendliness, is is adulation. <laughs> adulation, <laughs> right? So is over praising people, over um, what kind of like? It's almost like uh, giving them more than is their due is actually a an injustice, right? That's really interesting. Wow. It's it's yeah. If I'm like sort of falsely over friendly and over um, like over the top in, in terms of praising someone for goods they haven't done, that's mm-hmm. actually a vice in terms of justice. Like I can praise yeah. someone I can for what they've done and I can give persons their due and I can be properly courteous, courteous to them. Um, but if that becomes untruthful in a way, it's it's no longer it no it, longer it, is yeah, it the harms, virtue of it harms, justice. It harms our social relations. It harms justice. Yeah. Um, let's do that. So it's a, you've got to find that mean. Yeah. Anyway, this has sort of turned into an examination of conscience. So before we get <laughs> <laughs> too preachy, but it's interesting to see how all these relationships and these these sort of these debts, debts of gratitude, debts of of piety, of 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 love and obedience, um, of of uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, obedience to the law, civil duty, things like that. That that is actually part of the right right ordering of myself right that is helping me be a more just person in I think that that's i properly the, yeah. order my relations to others. i'm really happy you brought that up because 
maybe wrapping it to wrap up. Yeah. That's the thing that I took away from this chapter. Um, that in my personal quest for my personal private happiness, mm-hmm. which is so like characteristic of our modern society, I need to be in right relation with others mm. because this will perfect me as such. Yeah. yeah. So it's not a question of, okay, I've just got to get those things. You know, I guess I have to live with other people and maybe they're useful insofar as they can get mm. me things or whatever. No, mm. for my perfection to be mm. a full human being and reach my own happiness, I have yeah. my, it involves them, but not just like in an ancillary mm. or utilitarian way, but like really being with them and in them is what's going to make me yeah. happy. Yeah, and that's and the distinction with what we said earlier about yeah. that justice isn't about me; <laughs> it's about them. But it being about them yeah. fulfills me, <laughs> right? So it's not, it's not about moments. me getting my own, but I'm about seeking to render to others theirs. I'm coming to my own, uh, my own fulfillment, to my own perfection. That's a relation. Is a it's a mysterious thing, hey? mm. and it, but it's part of part of our nature, and its perfection is part of our. Our, our fulfillment in its right order in its right proportion um, and uh, in its right priority and this is awesome because I think this leads us beautifully into the next episode which is all going to be about uh, politics yeah. about society as a whole so we, we, we switch now from individual ethics to social ethics or, or political yeah. ethics from the individual good to the common good right alright I look for, that's going to be an interesting one Hey. Yeah. And relation is this bridge. Politics. It's what we're yeah. not we're not meant to talk about. So it yeah. should be a should, <laughs> should be a good one, man. Awesome. Thanks very much for, for this this convo on justice and I look forward um, to the to the next one on uh, social social justice, shall we say, or political ethics. Um, a term that's often misused, social justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Ciao.